Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Hey, welcome to the Jackie and Laurie Show. <laughs> I cannot tell you how happy I am how you start the show. <laughs> Lori Kilmartin. Well, welcome. Welcome. I'm Jackie Cation. I'm Lori Kilmartin. Do you you were you're like I was oh, this, br- I'm not gonna tell tell I'm the story. I'm not gonna tell the story and, and then, then you, you were like oh, you have to tell the story. The and then I'm story. like, Well fine. Uh well we have an opinion whether this is the best story. Spill it, no pun intended. Uh <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just said out loud to Lori and Kyle, in between the first and second show, Saturday in Burlington, Vermont, I got my period. High five. High, high f- five. You would like a high five for me? you're still getting periods. <laughs> well, uh, and the power of the sun. Uh, the thing gushed out of me. Ah, I couldn't I move. It. I couldn't. I was wearing no. a... Yeah, because I'm going through my middle-aged lady time, which I am consistently referring to as the Terrigen Mists, to nobody's interest, by the way, on the road. <laughs> that joke is for Kyle. Uh, the uh, But the thing is, is, uh, yeah, so I had a tampon and a pad. Oh my god! And I couldn't move because every time I moved, I felt myself. Uh, oh fuck, loose going. shit. Yep. Oh no. And so uh, there was what no color physical. pants. Were you wearing? Were you... Uh, black. Okay. Black pants. Thank <laughs> you, God. Is it? No. Um. Well, with the middle aged lady time, a lot of people, uh, it slows down or yeah. it stops. Not this one. This one, it comes and goes on its own fucking schedule. And uh, I, you know. I don't even know what to. I yeah. So we, you constantly travel in fear. I you never I live know. in fear. I live in fear. You guys. I had and that. That happened. God, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna. Yeah. Did you between shows? So what'd you do? Did you so, have stuff with you? Enough yeah. with you? Well, uh, luckily the Vermont Comedy Club, which by the way is an amazing comedy club, you have to do it. It's so funny because I would love to. yeah, I, you know, I never turned down a gig. You wouldn't turn down the gig, and they said that they love you, but they've asked. And, asked uh, who? They said that they asked. They tried to get you last year when they were doing uh, just weekend nights, and now they have a six. This club's only been open six months. Who did they? Is is there somebody pretending to represent me that's <laughs> turning down every gig and every fucking special? Well, then let me get you in touch with Nathan, uh, Nathan and, and Natalie. Nathan, by the way, had the greatest story about opening this club that for three years in Burlington, Vermont. Yeah, they would do sort of one nighters, or they would bring people like Mike Kaplan or New York Comics up to yeah. do weekends and stuff, and just for wallet in different places. And then they raised money to open a club underneath uh, the Hilton Garden. So you stay at the Hilton Garden. Oh you God. walk downstairs. I like want this so it's bad. the greatest. It's and the audience is, of course, it's college yes. town. It's like the set of Gilmore Girls. You're essentially the Burlington, Vermont has forty two thousand people in it. Yeah, and it is what Gilmore Girls was trying to go for. Wow. So it's an adorable. It looks like Mill Valley, but mm. what Mill Valley wants to be, which is in New England. Wow. And so um, the so that's so that's what it and um, so but so, he but he they raised this money. For and your tampons? No, no. They raised okay. this money for the for the club, right? Yes, yes. You want to you talk about my period some more? Man, you know, that's a pretty good joke. You don't even give it up. You're like, no, story, story, story. Still doing the story. Okay, so 
But but this is what uh, what what the guy he said that um, when they were raising the money they'd go into these meetings with these uh, with the the people who had the money which he said was weirdly a caricature of you who you think would have the money which is sixty year old <laughs> white guys right and he said and they wouldn't talk to Natalie oh they would only talk to him oh my god and he said it would drive him nuts and then he said that he that he told he said doesn't that make you mad and she just kind of went yeah. Sure. And then she kind of shrugged it off because yeah. she's used to it. Yeah. If there is a gentleman in a meeting, that gentleman gets addressed. Yeah. And the woman has to, you know, you have to sort of, yeah. Okay. Hi, I have but an wait, idea. Anyway. Back to the second show. Oh, back to second show. So, okay. So you're between show. shows. Do you have, right. uh, no, so no. you're staying at the hotel so you can go up and get new pants, right? No. No, 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 no. It doesn't happen like that. It happens. I am where, what happened was, is I got my, here we go. I got my period yesterday, so right. I'm wearing, and and I know that it's gonna be it's gonna be heavy. Yeah, you know it's happening. I know it's happening. Right, my, my body is alive. Right, and um, so I wear the thing, and uh, I'm on stage. No, it's right before I go on stage. Oh, like God. the features up. Oh man. And I go to the bathroom, and I'm like. Oh, Holy no. Holy fuck. The world has exploded in my <laughs> pants. My pants have exploded. And oh so God. then I stand on stage, legs completely together, uh, <laughs> the stool half in front of me, oh, no. and the mic stand right to my left. So oh, second show Saturday fuck. is me, like, in a prison of my own making. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Because that sounds like a sweet gig where you just want to enjoy it and not had... worry that you're going to be bleeding on the stage. Right, right. And every time you sit down, like right now, probably I should probably be sitting on something, uh, because uh, I have also gone Kyle through so will many. Clean it up. Kyle he doesn't mind. <laughs> he doesn't mind. He has a girlfriend. He knows. <laughs> and but I will say this is that I. Oh, the other thing about this week of stand-up comedy. Yeah. You know, I go on the road with fancy people sometimes, right. and everyone. I'm always treated pretty well. Well now, right. right? We're all, you know, everyone's very nice. Yeah. I try to respect. It's a business, yeah. right? So I'm happy to be there. They're usually happy to see me, but they're not. It's never anything amazing. And then right. sometimes I go with Maria or with Brian Regan, mm-hmm. and then it get, goes gets up a notch. Sure. This is the first week that I ever did where I was like respected. Wow. It was, I had the most glorious, like peaceful week of stand-up comedy where I just showed up. I did the private on Wednesday in Davenport. Oh, yeah. In, uh, it was Moline Davenport, the part of the Quad Cities. The other two cities, by the way, yeah. I couldn't name them. <laughs> I think it's like Mick Betancourt, but that's a writer. And, yeah. Uh, and a guy named, uh, <laughs> and then Rock something, Rock Candy, probably yeah. not. Frank, I think Frank uh, is one of the other cities. <laughs> and then one of the other cities is Frank. So the, uh, but... I'm in Davenport, and the and the woman who's running this this very beautiful women's connection networking thing. Yeah, she picks me up at the airport. She's already checked me into the hotel. Oh, so she hands me the keys to the, my hotel oh room. Oh my god! First of all, Amen. God yeah. bless you. Second thing she did. So wait, for so this, the amenities are on their card. You don't yeah. have to. Oh. If I wanted, if I had wanted to rack them up, I could have done it. Right, but I didn't because I'm not a, a, an ass. Yeah. Yet. Anyway, so but and then the uh, um, the. The other thing is for the, you know how like in private sometimes they want you to have dinner with them and you're like, oh my no, God, no, I right. can't do yeah, it, yeah. can't do it. Guess this woman got two local comics, two local women comics yeah to come and sit with me. Oh, cool. And I was like, this is the greatest idea in the world. And yeah. they were these very nice young women who live in Moline. 
and do stand-up comedy and improv in wow. Moline. And they've been doing it for like two years, two or three years. So they're very new, but they were really, they looked funny, smart. And I was like, are they going to get to do sets? And she goes, no. Oh, they're just there to entertain <laughs> yeah. you. They were they there to bring entertain you, comedians to entertain. Exactly, you. and this to have great and gig. they got free dinner, which is uh, what we will do. We will go anywhere for possibly <laughs> oh a free giant portobello yeah. mushroom. Yes, and uh, so and the other thing is is because of um, because of my eating habits, mm-hmm. I couldn't eat anything. I you know I had all my blood work done. Oh right, right. Yes. So I have to be off carbs and off sugar and off dairy. Right. So. Um, it's weird. Parts of your life are hell right now, mm-hmm. and but it's happening. Your career is heaven. My career, those those sets were so beautiful. And then I got to to Vermont. Yeah, and it was like sitting. It was like being spoon fed chicken broth when mm. you're sick. Right. It was the the nicest town. Yeah. It's on Lake Champlain. Yeah. And it was 75 degrees and there was a wow. farmer's market. Oh my and God. I went to lunch with the the two guys who opened for me who were super sweet. Yeah. And really nice college kids. Yeah. Guys. And I had the greatest week of comedy. And oh, it all sweet. exploded in my pants on Saturday night <laughs> in between the first and second shows. But other than that, I, uh, it all worked out. Um, and that's not one of those things where sometimes you want to be really honest with the audience, but that's not one of them. Oh, no. That would have been well, super distracting I'm for the audience. right now. Right now. We should know. I'm not ovulating. <laughs> if I'm not ovulating, what am I doing? That's an Andy Kindler impression. If I'm not ovulating, <laughs> what am I doing? I had, I, when I first started, uh, I was like a couple years ago, I was going through that. And I brought extra pants at Conan. And I needed them one day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should always have why didn't I have extra yeah. pants? I was actually quite cuz I got also got bumped today. Yeah. Like it's tw- it's 12:30 at night in my head. Right, right. And cuz so I got flew all the way from Vermont to Los Angeles yeah, and, and my I f- came here to do the podcast. Yes. And uh and I've been eating only meat. <laughs> only only <laughs> meat all you day long. You just seem s- slightly aggressive to I, me. Super yang, you guys. It's a lot of yang energy here. Anyway. Well, I, I only have sourdough bread with butter and salt on it, so I'm very yin. <laughs> hey, you have to uh what about this this woman that that emailed you? Wait, wait. The stand up the stand-up woman who who um, what? Remember that woman who who she said she wasn't going to have a baby? Oh no no no! It's our friend. It's uh, oh, oh okay okay. <laughs> I thought that was an email you got. No no no! We just had a discussion. Oh, that's what the thing I mentioned that I wanted to talk to you or bring up. Yeah. Yes, at some point. But let's talk about our shows this week. Oh first. yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to it. Oh, Man, you just came you from just doing a set. Freaking running the podcast now. Now I'm running I'm, the podcast. I talked about my shows, and now you tell about this email. Right. I love that email part. Well, I was fascinated by it. But no, oh. no, you just came from a set. Oh, I said. Uh, the improv I did That's a Mother's awesome. Day set. It was fun. Yeah, it was like, Happy Mother's Day, by the way. You're a mother. Yes. You know what? Um, my son was with his father today, okay. and uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the I was given this option of uh, either you don't get the kid till eight thirty at night, or okay. you can do an hour and a half round trip and get him yourself. So I'm like, wait. So either I can. I can drive for 90 minutes and then have my son with me all day, or I can be alone by myself. <laughs> um, and then you can bring him at 8.30, yeah. and I'll see him all week yeah. when I am the primary caregiver exactly. of this child. It's Fair Mother's enough. Day. Yeah, so that happened. It was pretty sweet. I just had a super relaxing day. That's good. That's, to, and, and, you, and you got to reminisce about motherhood instead of actually having to be the yes. mother. Um, so how was your mother? 
Um, my mom's fine. She wore clothes today. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> is she, uh, is she been just PJ? Genuinely pajama clad 24 okay. 7. Okay. But she stepped it up. She wore, and she was making a video for the realtor that sold her house. So mm. she put on makeup. Uh, it was. You know exciting. what old ladies like sometimes is to get their hair done once a week. She's not like that. Or she's not one she of those ladies. She doesn't like anything. Oh, right, right. Um, but uh, so. So last week, I'm going to keep trying to find a hobby for your mother. <laughs> um, last week, uh, I did uncabaret. Right? Yeah, and I was kind of oh, nervous right. about it. And we uh, were talking about it, and I and I was going to do a drop in. You didn't. Why didn't you? Uh, because uh, the, Andy Karen had Karen Kilgariff. Uh, yeah, she didn't. She, she wasn't couldn't there. make it. Yeah. Oh, I could have picked up a set. You know what's funny is. Yeah, you could have picked up a set, definitely. Because okay. then Beth told me to go long, and I'm like, oh, good. I'm bringing in, like, yeah. now I have permission to bring in some, uh, you know, some, some old classics, yeah. right? But um, I, I remember, I started in San Francisco, and this this audience made me think about this, because, um, and this is a very broad generalization. but I love it. I love a sweeping statement. Yes. Do it. Gay male audiences have... Uh, an empathy and an understanding of straight female male comics that mm -hmm. I don't think any other audience has. They're a pretty great crowd. Yeah. They're a pretty and great I, crowd. I remember the first times I would kill in San, in San Francisco were at this place called Belden 22, yeah. which was at 22 Belden Street. Oddly enough. <laughs> what a coincidence. And it was like a happy hour yeah. uh, stand-up. Gay bar? Yeah, a gay yeah. bar. And and I was like, you'd tell a joke and they'd be screaming, oh, fuck, this is amazing. And every single joke <laughs> would hit like that. Right. Uh, and then you'd do like a bar in Petaluma and boo, whatever. Right. But, but, I, but I remember just that that feeling of that, like they're almost jumping in my skin. You right. Know? And it, it felt the same at Uncab because uh, I think there was a predominantly gay male table, maybe the whole audience, but they were great. And it's those laughs where you... Like the laugh keeps going, yep. and so you're actually going to be cutting them off if you tell the next joke. So you just sort of sit with it, and then, then magically, like in a brilliant mind, tags start spewing out of your brain, and you're like, "Oh, oh that's great!" Yeah, so you can start chasing. Did you a record? Few more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Have I listened? No, no, no but, but you got it. <laughs> I got it, and I will. I know I will. I um, love that. But yeah, so it was cool. I, I did, I did feel like I. I you got something out I of got it. Got a for little sure. bit out of it, yeah. And then, um, and then I had shows. Then some other shows this week. Um, yeah. One, one show uh, I was at the Lyric Hyperion. Simon. Oh right, his last name. He has a show, and Daniel Radford was there. And uh, I got up on stage. And you've ever been okay until you hit the stage, and then you realize I'm fucking tired. Oh, like almost like the lights bake you, and you're like, yeah. oh, I can't. And I could barely talk. It was. Right. I was. I but just you, you know, to one of the first up. things I, I felt learned. terribly guilty for giving a poor performance. Well, and that's the whole thing is that I was super nervous about that corporate. Yeah. Uh, because I get nervous when they pay me fair yeah. to go someplace and perform for hundreds of people that are in the the only thing wrong with the entire gig was the lighting. Every single person uh, was lit. It was almost like oh, it was a lot. Yeah. And and they were perfectly nice people. But I wrote a set list. And yeah. I actually stuck it on the table, which I've never, I haven't done in a dozen years. Wow. Because I was so nervous about it. And I was like. Well, but you've headlined for a lot, uh, recently, right? So you'd have I haven't done a corporate. Down. So you're just doing totally different stuff? Or? No, I, I was doing an old, I well, I did the Iraq stuff and the and the Afghanistan stuff. I did all this military stuff that yeah. I haven't done in, uh, in, in since, since uh, I think, bread. I think my second 
the, a, an album ago. Yeah. And I did it because I was in Illinois. Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, these and the audience was made up entirely of women from their 30s to their 80s. Yeah. And um, and I was like, oh, I don't know how That's conservative a, not they automatically are. a good audience. No, it isn't automatically. I mean, if it would have been made up of entirely gay men, <laughs> it might have been the greatest, <laughs> the greatest audience, audience in the world. But they were a real they were a good audience. But mm-hmm. I was I you know, all it is is it's all in my head. Right. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm spinning. Yeah. And so I felt bad. They didn't notice there. You know. Yeah. They didn't notice that I had a set list. I yeah. never looked at the set list. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I looked at the piece of paper when I went to grab my coffee. Yeah. But that's it. And but even having it there, I felt kind of shitty. Oh, I used to always fold it up and put it in my pocket just in I, oh, case. No, no. I, yeah. Emergency pocket. Yeah. That's, and I've never consulted. Never consulted it. Right. But for some reason, it's like a pacifier. Yeah, it it's like good. just It feels good to just know you have your just set list on you. You have like a stroke. If, <laughs> if you have a stroke, you can go, excuse me, one moment. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't call. I can't call, feel my left arm. You wouldn't call the paramedics. You'd, <laughs> you'd reach for your set list. Have you ever done done anything like that where, where like, do you see the scar on my finger? No. I it's, do. Yeah. Oh, my God. What see, happens? See, that's, well, uh, uh, my very first audition ever was for MTV yeah in Minneapolis uh, for, for for Scott Hansen for for an, this half, is always MTV's half hour comedy hour it was it was something it wasn't even real I'm still real. bitter I didn't get that well it was it wasn't even real and yeah. i this has never been for MTV right and so it was my first ever audition, though, and the guy who used to own all the clubs in Minneapolis Scott Hansen Scott Hansen yeah. would pit comics against each other. That and always works. That isn't that fun. Yeah. And then button push, and then be a fucking tool bag is what he did. And yeah. so, and he knew we were all broke. And he's a super big guy, right? Yeah. He was. He, his wife passed away. Very sad. She was. It was. They were like Jack Spratt. And but for Who's some reason, Jack Spratt. Uh, he would eat uh, no lean. Anyway, it's a. It's <laughs> Wait, an old, what? Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> don't explain it like I'm the idiot for not getting. Oh, oh, no lean. He would eat no lean. Okay. Jack yeah. Spratt would eat no fat. His wife would eat no lean. Don't you remember? It's no, old, I don't. It's an old thing from. I grew up in California. I'm a hundred. He didn't have rhymes. You don't actually know this as I'm 300 years old. A lot of people think I'm just yeah, 50, from, but you're I'm from actually... very old O L D E England. <laughs> I'm from yes, I'm from oldie England, and uh, but the but he's he was super big guy, he weighed like 550, 600 pounds. Yeah, and when you were a poor comic. You would always hang out with him because he ate every 20 minutes <laughs> and he would feed you. Oh my God. And so there was always at least three to five comics hanging out with him. One of the greatest stories. He, it's nice that he was generous with his food. Super, you wouldn't think. He, no, he didn't like to eat alone. Okay. So he was to, super generous. And in many ways, he was generous. That's weird. I don't like to be seen while I'm eating. Well, I, I don't think he thought it was a secret anymore. Okay. <laughs> I think he was pretty much. They're on to me. I, I, guess, I guess Seinfeld just ripped him a new one one time. But oh, really? right, right when Seinfeld came out, the TV show, yeah, he came played through Minneapolis. This is a hearsay. I was not in the room. Yeah. He was playing the Walker Theater, and a bunch of like three or four comics were there. And they were all in the green room after the show. And Scott Hansen was trying to talk Jerry Seinfeld into coming down to the comedy gallery to do another set. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Seinfeld, picture this. Jerry Seinfeld is sitting, sewing a button onto his shirt. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like Jerry yes. Seinfeld? Yes. So he's sewing. And he's going, no, I don't. I just did a set. I don't want to do another set. And uh, 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 Scott's trying to talk him into it. And then finally says... Well, do you want to just go get some ribs or something? You want to go get some get some dinner? And without looking up from the sewing, I guess Jerry Seinfeld said, "Scott, you've eaten," <laughs> which is the meanest, funniest thing in the world. But here's what Scott Hansen did to me, which made me 
which the, the great thing about this scar on my finger, which looks like a zipper, mm-hmm. is that I look at it and um, I know, oh, losing your temper never works because I it was my first ever. And Scott knew I was he knew I was nervous about yeah. it. And he also knew I was broke. And he said, will you host the karaoke before the showcase? And I said, no, I'm in this showcase. You know, I, I'm I I got I got a prep. I got to do laps. You know, I'm 25 years, seven years yeah. old, whatever. And so. He's like, I'll give you 20 bucks. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, but I'm going to stop 10 minutes before the show. And he goes, that's fine. So I do it. And then 10 minutes before the show, I go upstairs and I'm up and I'm just pacing and I'm falling. And a comic just keeps talking to me. And I was like, you got to give me a minute. You got to give me a minute. And then like any like comics, we don't have any social skills. This fucking guy is Mm -hmm. right behind me. I walk into Scott Hansen's office and... Ken's right behind me, and he's still talking to me. And I was like, Ken, you got to get the fuck away from me. And I turn around, and I punch the wall. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am not the hero of this story. No, uh, I think you are. I punch the wall, and I don't punch the wall. I punch a framed poster of a John Wayne movie. Oh, my God. Which always framed with movie? glass, by the way. Uh, the one... The, not the horse soldiers. Uh, I forget. Anyway, it's a uh, it's it's a it's a comedy. It was a, it was a light comedy. One, yeah, a western. Sounds and, like it needed to be broken. Yeah, but get this. So all the glass just rains down on my mm-hmm. hand, and I grab a comedy comedy calorie t shirt and yeah. I wrap it around my hand, and I go to the bathroom and I'm washing it. And as I'm washing it, I can. This is a big bodily function one for Jackie because I can see my bone. Oh my god! And I so I wash it and then I wrap the thing around it, and. Then I come out of the bathroom and I was like, do you think I can go up next? I was going to ask you if you did a set. Did you? They wouldn't let me. They said, you have to go to the hospital and oh get stitches. God. And so I got eight stitches on my finger and eight stitches on my other or what? four stitches now, when on the, my other finger. When the stitches finished, were they st- was the show still going? The I show mean, there's a, a lot of comics, you could have gone right, up I, last. Right. Maybe I could have gone up last. Here's the thing. Is uh, Kim from the... the um, Stage vendors? Do you know the stage vendors? Yeah. The, the duo? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Kim Kim and Gust are in the stage vendors, the Minneapolis duo. And Kim, who lives here in L.A., and I run into him sometimes at the Iliad Bookstore in the, in the Valley. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Kim drove me to the hospital, and I was like, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm losing so much blood, I'm going to die. And Kim says to me, you know, you got a lot of blood. <laughs> you got a lot of blood. You're not going to die. Don't worry about it. And uh, he this was is very... A, this is a very touching podcast about blood loss. <laughs> I was at Please Flappers this weekend. Please call the show Blood Loss. Would you like to call the show Blood Loss? Yes. yes. I was at Flappers this weekend. That's right. You did Flaps in Burbank. Yes. Regular headline set. Oh, so fun. Was it really fun? You know what I was thinking, too? Like, uh, I think I said this once before. I had a boyfriend who would go to, go with me to all these kind of little gigs I do in the city here in LA and be like, and he said, you just spend all your time in bars. You spend your life in bars. And I, and I could see from... A regular person's point of view. He going sees it up, as a bar. Yeah, or and just going up in front of like fifteen people, and you're, you know, <laughs> you get kind of minor, yeah, whatever. And you're just like, okay, this new joke worked. This one, I think, will work. Like the, that's all you're trying to do is get a yeah. read on shit, right? Um, so that when you have your weekend at Flappers or your weekend in Vermont, you can fucking crush. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> it's all to the. And so I, you know, I had. I'm gonna say uh, there. I'm a professional comedian, right? I've been doing yes. so, yeah, fucking right. Not a hobby. Four shows, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah, Some, two of them were really big shows, and then two of them were smaller shows that are fun in a totally different way, where I'm fucking around with the crowd and stuff. But, uh, but all just like 
just just super like this fun. is why I do this. This is why I'm alive. This is why I was born. Yes. You know, yes. like those shows like yes. That. And this is why you know it's neat to have done it for 30 years because I can kind of count on myself to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And this is why I don't take three weeks off because I don't want to lose this ability. And this right. is why I go to New York. And this is why I do this and this and this. I don't want to lose this ability. I don't want to not be able to do this. Right. And one day I won't be able to because I'll be elderly or something. But up until then, I want to be able to do this. At and will. you want to be able to produce. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's I just not want just, to be able to, a- to, to go, I'm the... F- and the other thing, like, when I did your show at the Improv... Oh, you know, we should talk about that, because okay, that about was a mess, Let me too. just say, yeah. in, gen- in general, but when we're doing, like, these smaller sets, it's like, I feel like I'm on someone else's show, I'm a guest on a show, and I'm doing, you know, this joke, just joke, and it's kind of like a dainty sort of, you know, trial yeah. and error. But when you're headlining your room, it's, it's like, oh, this is my show. Yeah. This is my audience. Yep. And it's going down this way. And you I feel yeah. much more dominant and on top of it. And I kind of wish, like, man, I wish a guy, a, someone that I would be dating would see a show like that and go, and, go, and he would know, and like, would oh, that's it. why you do all these little shitty shows. Because you can do this. Because it gives you the ability to do this. I get it now. And I feel like I never get that from guys. I get them going to these little little tiny rooms and, you know, oh, you're not going out with me on Valentine's Day because you got a spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's a terrible yeah. example, but yes. But you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's no, like, no. because I can do this and hardly anyone on earth can do this. One of the you first know? things. Very Andy... few people can do this. And I wanted be able to keep doing it that guy exists because andy ashcraft said that to me really yeah it was one of the one of the first times uh he came and saw me do a shitty version of the second half hour of my one person show yeah where it wasn't even done and he had brought friends and i was like i don't know friends and and his friends actually said to him wow she's kind of a mess (laughs) Because it was this whole thing about my dead mom and my stepmother and my sisters. And and it was this thing. It was the female version of the – because the first one was about my dad. And so um, he – so he goes off with his friends and I come home after doing it. And I'm writing myself notes and I'm running over what went well and what didn't go well. And, you know, that kind of works and I can tighten that up and I can line veto this and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a doorbell and it's Andy who has gone to Ralph's. And bought me flowers. <laughs> and he said it was amazing to watch me do a long set. Because he had never seen me do a long set. He'd only seen me do the short sets. Yeah. And he was like, because he had seen me do Largo, which you have to do new stuff. This was back in the yeah. like two, early 2000s. You have to do brand new stuff. Yeah. And then he saw me do this prepared piece, but not finished. Yeah. But he saw me do time. And he was like, I see what you're working towards. It's it's almost like if so I that can, guy exists for you. If I can make a swim analogy, it's like seeing yeah. in and sw- seeing somebody in a Please workout <laughs> where they have uh, you know they're wearing a drag suit and they've got you know equipment on and you know you're just kind of you know they're you're working. being held back and you and and you've been doing you've been swimming ten thousand yards of workout so you've been doing twenty thousand yards a day and you're fucking tired and you look like shit in the pool and stuff and then you get to a meet you're tapered you're shaved yeah. you got your skin suit on yeah. and you're fucking ready and yeah. then you're fast yeah. and it's like sometimes I feel like the only when you're showing your life to somebody yeah they only see you with in two swimsuits suit. on in a drag suit when you're exhausted. That's a great analogy, actually. Thank and you. I don't know anything about swimming, but I got it. <laughs> so that's the amazing part there. You had a great set at that improv set. That that improv show was very, it was. That was, ama- that was, it was, Can a, hot, I tell what it was a happy mess, please. Okay, so it's you, me, Karen Kilgariff. 
Guy Branham and, and Guy Branham and Maria Bamford. Okay, so Karen has to cancel because she went to a wedding. Right, and she had forgotten about it. First of all, let me just say, and this might be why I, I'm single. Um, <laughs> I was at my my a boyfriend a, a boyfriend ago. His his best friend got married, so I went to the wedding. It was an right. afternoon wedding, and I had a eight o'clock. I was on the eight o'clock show at the Improv, and I'm like, <laughs> if I get there at four, these are people I don't know. I'm spending three hours with them. That's plenty. That's all I can take. You know. And and I I'm like this is so I reasonable agree. and I'm I like agree. I'm giving you three hours of my life <laughs> <laughs> and he got so mad that I left to do a set I'm like but it's the improv you, right, know, I you don't, don't get it you don't, you get to do the improv all the time yeah yeah and uh, so the fact that she canceled for a wedding shows me that she's in a, a good relationship right she's an adult uh, in yes. some in some cases so right. yes yeah, so she was like okay I can't. I'm not going to make it. Yeah. She was certain she was going to make it. She was certain she was going to make it. And then she was like, I'm being ridiculous. I'm not going to make it. Right. So she can't. She told me about it day of, day before, something like that. So we get there. And there was supposed to be a special guest who also canceled. Oh, well, we dodged a bullet because I knew who that special guest was. And it was dumb. He was, it was, he was going to be a, a, believe me, not fun. Yeah. He would have been, people would have been psyched, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking the audience. We're talking about Woody Allen, you guys. He was going to show up and he was going to remarry his daughter. Uh... No, I don't know. <laughs> I, do, I don't know who we can't tell them who it is because it wasn't no, our can't. show, but it, no, you know, okay. wasn't. Yeah. Okay. So, but so I go up, I do blah blah. Then guy guy Branham goes up, and uh, you are, you kill guy Branham kills. Yeah, but it, you're starting. And you guys pace. are doing fifteen to seventeen minutes yeah. a piece. Yeah, and and um, Maria was supposed to go first because she asked to go first. Yeah. So she's not here yet, and you're she, and you're sort of walking the room like a like a hunter, <laughs> looking for a deer laps. to shoot. I'm looking. For, I'm doing laps. I've texted her. She's like, "I'm supposed to be next. I'm so sorry. I'm doing a benefit over yeah. at UCB Sunset for doggies yeah. and kitties." Yeah. So, uh, so you go up on stage, and because you're hosting, so you're right. you're just like, "All right, I'm going to do a, a longer chunk in between Guy and Maria, who's on mm-hmm, the way." Mm-hmm. I've done ten. You ended up doing I don't know thirty five or something. Thirty five forty. Yeah. And and at one point, you asked if Marie was there, and you heard nothing, and you said, fuck it, I'm just going to do her act. <laughs> and then you did. You did a bunch I did of five minutes. I uh, did for five minutes of Marie's act. It was act. great. People were, people were actually kind of excited about it. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And then as, moments after you said, thank you, good night, guess who walks in the showroom? Marie Bamford walks in the showroom, who, by the way, was furious yeah. because she had told them yeah. that she needed to go up first. Yeah. And then as uh, Maria put it, she said, more famous people than me showed up and they said, I need to go up first. Right. And then somebody else famous showed up and then they needed to go next. And quite honestly, they didn't need me. Yeah. They had, they had famous people. Yeah. So I could have not, I could have gone. And, yeah. um, and so she was actually, she felt bad mm-hmm. because she had, and a lot of those audience members had come to see her. Yeah. And, so she she felt like she had let me down. She felt like she had let those people down, and 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 she was like, I don't understand. I explained to them I needed to go up first, and they didn't. And it started the half an hour late. How, what do you do with Ooh. benefits? What? Because uh, uh, I, I just did one tonight. That's what that was. Um, yeah. Did I, it start on time? It did start. It was the improv start. Oh, on there time. you go. Yeah. But uh, UCB usually does. But it was a half really, an hour late. Uh, I don't know what I would do. I, I I don't know. One of the last benefits I did uh, for three years, I wouldn't do benefits after I did this benefit. It was a green party benefit. Yeah. Um, and well, usually if it's at a club, it's just a set. But you know, people are getting the money. Right? Yeah. Do you right. mean you know? But sometimes the, the benefits. I have I have three rules. Yeah. I have to I have to have a place to park. 
I have to have a bottle of water or a soda. Yeah. And I have to know within one hour of when I am going up. That's I don't have any rules. Man, I need to get on point. Well, with my it's rules. because you didn't have to sit there while the gubernatorial candidate for the Green Party <laughs> uh at one point the show started an hour and a half late. Oh my Everybody God. went and went and went. And yeah. then I was there for almost three hours. And then the guy who ran it came up to me and said, You know, the candidate has to get home. He's oh. gonna go up next. I'm really sorry you're not gonna go up. And so no, Jackie didn't do a set at all. Oh, no, I did a set. And I said, I'll be following the gubernatorial candidate. And he said, what? And I said, I didn't drive down to Culver City not to do a set. <laughs> Culver's at least 40 minutes from Van Nuys. Uh, it's very far. Very yeah, far, you guys. Yeah, you made the right and call. I believe I paid for parking. And, uh, yeah, and, oh and it took God. me almost 45 minutes to get a soda. And how, not have how to pay did, for it. How does this party not run this this country? Uh, it is surprising. It, it is surprising that... Uh, um, though, I guess... Did you hear what the Green Party candidate lady said about... Oh, uh, Jill... Jill, what's her face, Dr. said about Jill? Hillary? Uh, she said that Hillary wasn't a good mom. She said that she wouldn't, invo- she wouldn't vote for somebody who wasn't a good mom. Hmm. And I'm not a like, fan of Chelsea. But of, of Chelsea Clinton? Yeah. She seems kind of toned up. No, she said that Hillary was a was a bad mom. I know, but Chelsea is her example, right? Oh, the example of what kind yeah. of mother she is? Yeah. Just uh, It just seems weird. I don't know anything about No, I don't uh, that's that does that is a shitty thing. But it just, it just came out of the blue. It's felt like Yeah, it does yeah, that's unnecessary. But but I don't she reminds <laughs> it's But like, in general. Just that you know, she didn't like marry she that took, guy from Goldman Sachs. Yeah, That's that, a terrible and life she, choice. And she took a, a job as a journalist or a correspondent on the Today Show that paid like six hundred thousand dollars. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, didn't you're Ronald Reagan journalist? Didn't Ron, Ron Reagan Jr. Yeah, didn't Ron Reagan Jr. do that? I don't know. Yeah, he had he had one of those uh, talking head on a on a news show. He jobs. might have actually tried to do stuff like that before. You're interrupting my Chelsea Clinton rant with Ronald Reagan Jr. stuff, <laughs> and I won't. Have They're the it. same person. <laughs> no, she just. Uh, I, I'm not a. You know, I I don't think the Obama girls are going to be like that. You know. Oh no, no, I I don't either. I so, don't I don't know all. what they'll be, but uh, I, it's interesting that they're young women now. Because yeah. eight years ago they were children, yeah, and adorable children, but now they're like fifteen and seventeen or something. Uh, One of them's uh, going to go to Harvard, right? Yeah, Malia's taking a year off, and then yeah. she's going to Harvard. Oh, here was the other thing about corporates I was going to tell you is that I always pretend <laughs> that I, I I like we a little a, a little first daughter talk, and then we go right back to comedy, right back to well, because the thing I have so much comedy in my head, right? So um, the I always pretend that I killed. Oh, at a at corporate? Corporates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretend like it went well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, because because I doubted myself because of that whole thing. Right. The end of that story is is I was like, oh yeah, that went really well. The end and of which I, story? The end of which the story about me having my set list on the thing. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. fucking noticed yeah. but me. Yeah. Um. That's that was my internal monologue. Yeah. That's the committee meeting going on in my fucking brain box. Right. But outside, oh yeah, I was amazing. It was yeah. hard to be me. Yeah. Uh, this type of thing. But uh, but is do you do that too? For corporates uh, and yeah, yeah, I I don't do a lot of corporates. Yeah, me neither. In but... fact, yes. I, I um on Wednesday I did a show that I didn't realize was a clean show. I'm turning your phone over. No, that's what the list is. Let's just have a conversation, Jackie. <laughs> I got this bitch is scrolling and looking. I've got two eyes. You can look in them, okay? <laughs> I'll look deeply into your eyes. Tell me about your weird clean show that you had to do on Wednesday for no reason. Um, all right. Why was it clean? Who 
Who's... Well, I didn't realize it was clean. And I, I, I remember being on stage going, I don't always say fuck when I do this gig. But I, I guess I just was, I don't know, sloppy. You know? Yeah. And, um, and I think you can never tell with Christians, though, what is a trigger. Is it, is it the word fuck? Or is it that um, I'm a single mom with it? You know what I mean? You don't know if it's a content or if, if you can tell me no swearing, then, right. I can, then I can tell you a bunch of offensive jokes to Christians that sure. are technically clean you sure. know, and, and perfect. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then the booker, because I was booked to do another thing two weeks later. It's, an, it's not big money. It's no big deal. But he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I forgot to tell you. There were some evangelical Christians in the crowd, and they're booking the next one, and they had to take you off. I haven't, I haven't suffered that kind, of, uh, that kind of penalty in a long time. Right. Well, it's so it's so. Was odd. it devastating? You're not going to make seventy five dollars out in Camarillo, yeah, or some fucking thing. That was a pretty good guess. Uh, well, allow me to tell you about one nighters in the Los Angeles area and how Jackie Cation would like to know who books all of them. I, <laughs> I am available, you guys. Um, I was told in confidence, so of course I'm going to say that. <laughs> no, I was told about a, a, a club. I, I won't name the club, so you can't figure out who it is, but. Somebody who, a comic who was deep in the club, said that I was um, hosting a show, uh, a clean show, and no one had told me. It was like a clean corporate show, and I had done uh, abortion jokes. Well, you know why you don't tell somebody? Because you don't want to pay them extra money. Okay. Right, because so you're going to have to. I must have done an abortion joke. And I know me in New York back at that time, it was like nonstop. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I apparently I cost the club like $10,000. They never told me, but I did stop getting as much work. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know why. And I, right. and I thought you, you start making up all the reasons why. Oh, yeah. And then that harms everything. It's like, mm-hmm. I wish, you know, I appreciated this booker saying, I'm real sorry. And yeah, I should have told you. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, just tell my brain's attached to my mouth. Unless, like this podcast, I'll say whatever I want because right. it's a podcast and it's ours. Yeah. But, you know, if you've hired me to come, that's why I wrote that set list so meticulously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I did was I brought all three transcripts of all three of my albums. Oh, my God. that You are fucking prepared. That's Because great. I wanted to read through those jokes yes. to make sure that I could remember them, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I do Plus, that, too. I have on Evernote, I have... Individual jokes saved on Evernote. Okay. And then um, if I can't remember, I just want to, I just talk it, talk I it took out. A, I took advantage of Dan Telfer when he first moved here yeah. and uh, uh, paid him to type out transcripts of my albums because I knew he, I didn't know he was broke, but I knew he was broke. And I was like, do you want to make a uh, hundred bucks per item? And wow. So per, it was like, per joke? No, no. Per, oh. Well, per album. Like, oh. uh, so he did my two albums and my half hour special. And I paid him $300. That's great. So it ended up being like 25 bucks. an hour. You know what a dream fair. would be to be able to afford to have someone transcribe all of your sets so that you oh. could just read them at the end of the week what you did instead it of would listening be kind to of them? amazing. Oh, God. And then you could like word find. We yeah. should hire interns. Uh, yeah, poor <laughs> bastards. Let's, <laughs> let's leave people alone. And <laughs> But the... the Because the, well, the great thing about having those three is because I'm also... I decided I'm going to do a new album. Cool. Yeah, I'm going awesome. to uh, tape one in uh, December, I think. That's great. The next how time much, I'm at Acme. So how much time do you want for it? I'll, I'll, I like to have at least 45. And how much do you have now? Uh, I don't know yet. Uh, I have I have a set list rocking. I, yeah. I, I, I came up with a set list. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the next couple of months 
working on because I know I have at least twenty five or thirty yeah. that works that isn't on any of the albums. Yeah. And what I want is I want another twenty five that um of, of all this new stuff that I that, that yeah. needs punchlines. Yeah. And needs to be tighter. So that's the great thing you about it. You could do that by December. It, yeah, no, no, it'll be fine because most of those bits are they're very long. Yeah. And they just need to be tightened up. And there's probably 40 minutes of that. So if I cut it in half, that's 20. That's cool. Yeah. I got, um, uh, you know, well, first of all, like today I was a little annoyed because, uh, and they corrected their their tweet, but Split Cider. Yeah. Uh, Ali Wong has a special on Netflix. Right. Which is. She's seven months pregnant? Yeah. yeah. And so Split Cider, and I think I've seen this too, was it, and I remembered going, wait a minute, Kira did one too. Of yeah, Kira's the first woman to do a. And it's like, well. First, they were both pregnant. They were and they both, both seven months pregnant, yeah. Which is weird. That's unusual. Talk but, about a weird zeitgeist. But they both thing. almost released them at the same time. And, yeah. And, uh, and I love Ali Wong. She's so funny. And, and hers I, is on Netflix. Tell people, yes, hers, hers is, is on, on Netflix. Netflix. Where's Kira's? Kira's on I think it's or on Hulu? I think she kind of did that release where you, you can find it everywhere. iTunes? Yeah, like, like iTunes, iTunes yeah, and yeah, Amazon yeah. and But it wasn't Hulu? it's not like, you know, when Netflix brands it, you know, they'll take out a billboard and stuff and yes. when they don't, then you have to tell everyone, you know yes. what I mean? And it was just it kind of infuriated me that that the comedy media right didn't know and didn't know that Kira had done one or right. hadn't reviewed it or wasn't paying attention to it. And it's it's like and they only knew about Allie's. Yeah, and it's like you know if you're only going to pay attention to the specials that are are given out from the gatekeepers, right. all, all of everyone else who's basically an indie artist. I mean, I would think you'd also want to pay attention to those people and someone who, who put 50,000 of her own money, Kira's right. own money in a special. Right. That That's someone who probably who really believes, the... but, but just believes in this shit too. Yeah. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like someone's done stand up twice and they put out an album, you know, I mean, right. where you, you, you ever been on a gig where the MC has like an hour out and you're like, dude, <laughs> you've been doing it two years. You, you can't right. make an album of every joke you ever wrote. Please just you know? sell a t-shirt. It, it's, it's frustrating it. that, you know, yeah. there are so few women that they go through the eye of that needle. There's so few. So if you're only going to pay attention to the women that are seen on Netflix or HBO, so what did you're Split missing do? a million of them. So what did Split Slider do? I don't. Well, they just tweeted about only about and the Allie. article about Allie was implied that she was the only and, and like you know maybe the only woman that ever had a baby. <laughs> It's again. It's that whole thing of of wow, women are funny. Golly, and and no, they've Ugh. been. There's history here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But yeah. then I guess Jen Kirkman, because I was tweeting, and then Jen Kirkman said they corrected and stuff oh, like good. that. So it's so it's cool. But it was it's just <sighs> frust- right. frustrating. It is frustrating. It's you just because well, you only know who you know, right? Yeah. So there's so many circles. Like, we know more women comics than most guys do. Yes. You know? And more white guys know more white guy comics. Right. And more black comics know more black comics sure, than sure, I do. Sure, sure, And um, you have to... But if you're if you're Splitsider or if you're the Comics Comic or the Comedy Bureau... Yeah. Or, I mean, if you if you want to be the voice of stand-up comedy, you have to make that extra effort. Yeah, and, you do, yeah. And, 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 you and also sometimes they real, do and sometimes they don't. You realize that not everyone is getting getting plucked by the media giants mm-hmm. you know and, how, and but how weird is it that both of them did seven months oh, and totally. they recorded hour-long specials i know like, kira sultanovich has one ali wong has one you should go see them both yeah they're both for great. sure yeah hey do you want to do comic of the week yeah 
Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Barbara Gray. Love Barbara Gray. Saw Barbara Gray do, I did a costume last week. I did a cosplay comedy thing. Yeah. And she dressed as Deanna Troy. She's one of you. She's one of you. Oh, she is. She's one of my people. (laughs) Yeah, she is a dork. She is a member of the dork force. I love it. She's very physical on stage. She. Yes. First of all. There's not a ton of female comics that do a lot of physical movement. Right. You know, and she really gets out there with her body and it's really cool. Yeah. She, oh, she, she gets big on the stage. She moves around a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot. She's clearly not menstruating. She can move around like a person. And she's maybe covered. she moves more when she's menstruating. You don't or, know about Barbara. Or maybe Gray. she has better coverage. Uh, but, the, uh, but the weirdest thing is, uh, she did the cosplay comedy thing was hilarious. It was the first one ever. So everybody who went up, we yeah. all went too long. Nobody had a closing joke. Yeah. And uh, I did, I think five or six minutes. I yeah. should have done two to three minutes. Yeah. I was Xena, the Warrior Princess. And uh, oh, neat. Yeah, it was really. It was. The costume was, it's the only costume I own. Yeah. And then Andy had bought props from that. That's shocking to me. I I, I would think your house is all costumes. Yeah, Andy's. They're oh, all okay. Andy's costumes. Okay. I don't have any <laughs> costumes, but that's the only costume I had. And then Andy took one of the, uh, like a, a Frisbee, yeah. and he turned it into a, a shocker. And uh, we into painted what? it. In, into the circle thing that she throws and, okay. and fights people, whatever. And then I had a sword. And it was Please get cool. back to Barbara Gray. Okay, Barbara Gray is amazing. I'm melting. <laughs> I'm like that witch at the end of. She did the greatest yes. set as as Deanna Troy. Oh, that's real cool. jokes, joke, 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 joke. Really? She had the set of the night. Oh, that's awesome. And her regular standup is uh, is yeah. awesome. Of, is yep. of course. So fine. It's G R A Y. Barbara yep. Gray. Barbara you guys. Gray. Do yeah. it. Get out there. Great, um, great L A comic. So I got a. Uh, so okay. So my special. Yeah. Okay. So so you had meetings in New York. I did, and well, you know, a, a, a couple trips back, I did. I kind of taped some like intros and outros, and I was talking about it, kind of like that, you know, we just stuff you do. Yeah. You know, they would they would ask me a question, I would answer it, and kind of you know talk about that time with my dad. And I still couldn't see what they wanted to do. I was like, I think you know, with the idea that Cringe had for it, and then they sent me a trailer, and okay. it's like so good. Oh, they did it. Yes. It's a trailer that, and now we're going to use it to try to, you know, kind of sell it. And yeah, it's, it will it's a be little sizzly kind of. It's a little, yeah. And I sent, like, Pardo loved it, and Pardo fucking hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> but that's My awesome. sister loved it. Oh, Tammy that's Tammy Deeran, who produced it. Yeah. Loved, so um, I was like, oh, I fucking get it now. I couldn't, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes you can't see. Right. You need somebody else to go, no, 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 I see, I know what this can be. Right. Let me throw in these other Perspective. things. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Someone to who isn't sitting on top of all the footage. Yes. That's but, great. But yeah, and uh, so now I kind of feel uh, hopeful. Are you revitalized? Yes, I am. That maybe it will ha- find a, a buyer. Right. And I've given up on Horcrux. Uh, I'm just, I'm, it's just available on Comedy Film Nerds. You guys, guess what? This thing. will make an excellent Horcrux. Is available on yes. <laughs> Comedy Film Nerds. Has anyone reviewed it? Like, that's yeah. what's. Yeah, they did. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Vulture. It was top five oh comedy. Oh my god! Album. It was top five comedy specials of the year. That's great. It was an, it was incredibly well received, uh, but nobody give a shit. And but the thing is, is it's I. That's why I decided that's... to do a new album because yeah. I recorded it. Yeah, it'll be three years in in December. That's great. It was uh, two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Christmas week. So, in three. And I like to do a new album every three years. Yeah. Uh, some people like to do them every year. Some people like to do them a little bit tighter. Yeah. But I, I want the jokes to be funny. Yeah. And so my last two albums have been actually very well critically received because of the amount of time I put into them. 
Yeah. That's my theory. Yeah. That's the theory I'm going with. My this uh it's never gonna be bread. Yeah. Top ten comedy albums of the year on Amazon. Wow. The year it came out. So wow. that was two thousand ten. And then two thousand thirteen was Horcrux and then hopefully two thousand I'll record in two thousand sixteen the new one. Nice which, to get someone big to distribute it. Right. But uh I want all the money. I know. So uh <laughs> That's why I self I, I don't I don't self publish stand up records out of Minneapolis. Yeah, they do most of it, but I get all the the radio play yeah. money, the sound exchange money. Yeah, because I wrote all the jokes. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah, and <laughs> it's uh, you know Dan Schlissel is a good egg. Yeah, and he presses record and he likes to massage audio, but yeah. I pay him for it. Yeah, and I pay him a fair wage, and then he what he gets is he gets a cut of the downloads oh, from funny. iTunes for three years. Yeah, and then we talk about doing like he's like for bread. We we're going. We're still. I still let that go. He's still doing distribution on that, and yeah. it's fine. And we could split that money forever, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but it's the radio play that uh, I get the royalties on all of it. Yeah, and that money's good. That money's really good. You know, I want to get and my I, yeah. I just want to get. Yeah, Mike Kaplan has like a dozen albums. I'm sure he's making a real living. Yeah, on his royalty money, right? And it just keeps going. Do you want to talk that that thing with Maria cracks me up? Go Maria and Baron Vaughn. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, I didn't read the article. So Maria's pod, or Maria's TV show is coming out on Netflix. Lady Dynamite. Yeah, yes. on the twentieth, and so everybody's interviewing her. And so she interviewed Baron Vaughn, who is also blowing up and yeah. having, having a great year. And Baron Vaughn, super funny. Yeah. And on the Grace, he's on the third season. Of Grace and, and Frankie. Fra- Frankie and Grace. Yes. Grace and Frankie on yeah. Netflix with Lily Tomlin. And, right, right, right. Yeah. And so they're interviewing each other. And at one point, Baron Vaughn says that he has a podcast with Leonard Malton. And Maria Leonard Maltin? Yeah. And Baron Vaughn? Yeah. Talk That's about nuts. movies. They talk about movies. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah. What a great idea, right? Sure. Because Baron Vaughn can riff, and he loves movies. Yeah. Who doesn't love movies? And Leonard Maltin knows more about movies than anybody. Sure. And so Maria says, you making any money on it? <laughs> and Baron Vaughn is like, he talks around it. He doesn't answer nah. it. Because nobody wants to talk about money. Right. Maria does. Yeah. I will. I'll yeah. talk about money. And so, you know, Baron tells the answer, which is the answer, which is when you are with a different network, some networks handle it differently. I'm with Dork Forest is with All Things Comedy, and they get me advertising revenue. And oh, then really? If, yeah. They, I, I've gotten free sheets. I've gotten cash. <laughs> I've gotten some money. Uh, sure, sure. I got a TiVo. Anyway, a lifetime TiVo. And uh, so I'll take it. And uh, the dark forest, I will take what I can get. So, uh, but the, and then, um, and, and then like Feral Radio, yeah. Feral Audio or whatever, or Maximum Fun yeah. or Nerdist, yeah. it's all different, you yeah. know? And then the profit sharing can be different or they can just pay you outright or there's no money involved at all. Right. And Maria then goes into what she made last year in this article. Oh, wow. She's like, so I'm, my, my company made a million dollars last year and I paid myself $300,000. Wow. And so we paid off the house and then... um 
we, Scott and I, her husband, have decided that we want to save a certain amount for retirement, right? Yeah. So, but other than that, we want to give away the rest of it. Wow. And so we gave away $50,000 last year to different um, things. And then on the road, I go on the road and I bring Jackie on the road and I make five to $10,000 a, a, a night for the thing. And then I split that into thirds. Wow. And I give Jackie a third and I keep a third. And then we give, and then the other thing is, is, um, so ja- and Jackie does a podcast, and she makes. Well, she told me she makes about four hundred dollars a month on the podcast, and I'm like, holy shit! She's and you can in this article. It is the greatest. It's on Vulture. It's Baron Vaughn and, and Maria yeah. talking to each other. You can almost hear the silence from Baron Vaughn oh in the written word. Right, right. Where he's like, oh my god, she's naming numbers. She's talking about actual dollars and cents, and. Yes, I do. With I have an Amazon banner on my website, yeah. so I make I make like two hundred and fifty bucks a, a a month on that. And then I what make, the fuck seriously? Yeah, wow. Somewhere between two hundred and sometimes like Christmas, I can make four hundred. Wow. All it is is a portal to Amazon. Yeah, and then they just order, and then I get a kickback. So wow. so um, whatever, and then I get donations, and that equals a approximately four hundred bucks a month. And then I pay my audio. I underpay my audio guy. <laughs> A lot of people. Fine. Uh, the worst. Th- Patrick Brady loves the Dork Forest, and so when I re- started pre-recording it, he had just graduated from college yeah. and, as with a film degree in New York, and he emailed me and he said, "Can I fix it? It's killing me. <laughs> Listening to it is killing me." And I was like, "I don't have any money. You can have all the merch and free tickets all you want." And he's like, "Yeah, I just need to fix it." And so I send him merch and oh, I get him cool. tickets. And so th- last year was the first year I could pay him. And I pay him twenty five bucks an episode, and but other people pay their audio guy fifty bucks an episode. Wow! And so I'd love to be able to do that. Sure. So this, so last year I gave him twelve. What do I, we pay Kyle? I don't know. Well, Nerdist pays. Yeah, I think fifty. It's fifty. A, yeah. It's fifty an episode. Okay, so Kyle gets fifty an episode, which I think is the going rate. Yeah. And so I would love to do that. And so, uh, but I here's what I do try to do is I try to get, I try to uh, the first year I paid. Patrick Brady all at once. Yeah. Because wouldn't you rather get twelve hundred dollars than fifty bucks? Because you will blow fifty bucks, but twelve hundred dollars you might throw at a credit card. Right. And the guy's twenty five years old, twenty seven years old. So you know. And so that's that's. But how hilarious is it that she's just like, yeah, this is what I made. And I remember a couple of years ago on her on her album, she -hmm. wanted to put how much money she made in the liner notes, and her manager was like, no, that's weird. (laughs) Liner notes. And what made me laugh is Maria said, yeah, you called me weird. And I was like, yeah, turns out I'm a little weird. It's making you a lot of money, buddy. And it's my, it's almost her modus operandi is Mm. to be a little odd. But how weird, I mean, people are so freaked out about money. Nobody who's, you got to tell people how much you make because then everyone knows what to aspire to. You don't have to tell, like, I would tell you off mic. Mm -hmm. I have a, I have, you know, a fair amount of money. No, that's out. not what I was going to say. <laughs> that's what I want you to say. Lori Kilmartin's doing okay, you guys. I'm doing okay. Yeah. 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 I'm, I have a guild writing job. Right. Right. So you people it's can good. find out how much a base, basic yeah, you union actually is. Can. You yeah. can find out what a basic guild union job pays. Yeah. And then late extrapolate. Night. Late uh, night cable. Late it's night. a special rate. Yeah. Yes. So look into it, folks. But it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it, for me, it's road because that all it all comes back to road work. Yeah, where what you can expect to make 
as a headliner on the road for a week, Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. It might, you know, they call it summer money and it's right, 600 right, bucks. Right, right. Or it's a fair rate where it's, you know, drivable and it's 850 yeah. or yeah. 800. Yeah. Or it's just a basic, which is usually about 1200 to headline. And then five to six to feature and then 150 to 200 to MC. And it hasn't changed since 1989. It's horrible. Even though gas has gone up and everybody's... Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Um, I wanted to... When you were scrolling... Yes. Do you want me to scroll? No, no, no. Okay. But I was... I was I was thinking because a friend of mine, a comedian friend of mine, we 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 were talking and she's like, I kind of learned from you not to have kids, <laughs> and, and I go, I I I, I was oh, like, oh wow, that's as, an interesting as a choice? lesson, yeah, or that it's that it's very you know, and I and I and I didn't go, we didn't talk, you know, too far too into it, into, and I wasn't sure, like, yeah, in a way, why it does it did divert a lot of me. You know, oh, because of take your away, career, take away my focus. Yes, but I also was thinking that the more you, as a comic persona, right, we're all personas on stage. The more you are trapped in situations, the funnier you are. You know, <laughs> and when it's something that's not of your own making, like right. when I have a kid, I am fucking forced to raise this kid. Right, now I'm fucking forced to take care of my mother. Mm-hmm. It's almost it's you. you personally are being pinned to the ground by things but the the way you fight back with comedy it it's a little sharper than like i remember when i was in new york and i you know i moved to harlem and i was like oh, all these jokes about harlem and it's like yeah but i could have moved i didn't have to move it, was, it <laughs> right. was a it was a situation i put myself in right and so it, it was a little precious in a way you know my whatever my jokes were or my uh. complaints about living there um because of the decision it was you had a, made. It was, yeah, it was a decision I had made, and I could make another decision. But uh, now I'm I'm really backed in a corner, and I and I think <laughs> I when love it, that you think of it, I thought you were going to go a different direction. No, but I think when a comic is backed in a corner, whether it's by your appearance, like if you if you look at like Jim Norton, right? Right. He is backed into a corner in a way where where men that look like him, you know, are don't get a lot of pussy. Normally, right? Mm. So he has this. I think I, I don't know how to agree with that, but okay. I think no, he's not classically <laughs> handsome. He doesn't look True. like John Hamm. Okay, right. so that guy, he um, he looks like a dirty version of um, Jimmy Pardo. I don't, I don't see that oh, one okay. yeah, remotely. The, yeah, they're both they're both the size of Mishu, the world's tallest, uh, tiniest man, Whoa. which is a Paul F. Tompkins joke. Anyway, uh, but they're both tiny men. Why and... are you roping Jimmy Pardo into this? I'm not. Okay. Go ahead. But what I'm saying <gasps> is when you have something that's your fury is based on something you can't change, right? So if you're a, a, a not a great looking guy in a world where women want great looking guys, that's a, a that's certain an kind angle. of rage. That's okay. a Sam Kinison rage. That's a Jim Norton rage. Um, when you're a woman who would rather be alone and is forced to take care of two needy people, that's a rage. <laughs> and so I, I do think like when you have these things pressing, if you have a physical disability, if you are a minority in a, in a country that treats minorities as less than you have a real thing to push back against, you know, so the writing is a, is, is a pushback thing. That, so that's how you see kind of well, adversity I, I, or, or change. I feel like before I had a kid, what I was talking about was sort of, you know, 
it was like me on a stroll noticing things in life. <laughs> Observation. Yeah, like this. Yeah. And now, and as opposed to. I don't think you were ever that comic. Being but. in a, like, like pushed in a ditch. Right. And uh, being fired at constantly, right? You know, making it's like, peanut butter sandwiches almost against your will. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I, I, it is comedy gold. I would say that. I thought you were going to say it was going to be comedy gold in a different. No, way. no, no. I mean, it's like persona gold in a way, where where um, I feel like I know myself so much better now as a comic because I've had these these, um, especially my son, just uh, really carve me in a certain way. You know, where it's almost easier to write material because I know me so well. You know, when I, I was looking at uh, seeing some younger female comics this weekend and I'm like, I remember that fucking you're like, who am I? What am I on stage? Am I am I sexy on stage or am I hard on stage? Like, it's that whole who am so I? So what are stage? you seeing in your son? Are you seeing sort of a mirror image of yourself or you're seeing what kind of person you are f- from him? From my son? Yeah. Are you getting like wh- what? How do you, how are you getting something from him that that shows you who you are as a oh, persona? I don't know. I don't. I don't mean that I'm getting it from him. I'm getting okay. it from the situation of being trapped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I yeah. I okay. So so I'm saying yeah. I where having a kid, you know, and you, your mom and all these. Yeah, things. yeah. It's it it. Yes, it derailed some things, yeah. but it also sharpened things that I would not have been able to sharpen on my own. I genuinely thought you were going to say, I just love having him so much. Why would I say that? <laughs> <laughs> that I wanted to write these jokes that came from this n- whole new experience. You, you seem insane to me right now. <laughs> I'm not the insane one. You're the ins- The thing is, is like I'm living in the shit. I know what's real. All right, you I'm and saying, your well, fairy tale ideas. It's a well, the thing. It's a new experience, and so it's a whole life. That's what I thought you were going to go into because I've always wanted a whole life because I want to do stand up comedy almost to the exclusivity of everything else. Right? right, right. But I can't. I can't be a whole person if all I am is a comic. Right, which right, is why right. I start. Which is why. To be married and to have another person in my life where I have to fucking, you know, think about him and try to be there for him. Like you have to be there for your son and for your mom. No, you could divorce him. I I could divorce him, but I don't want to. I want a whole life. right? Right. And I love him. And we are in this together now. So we are in the shit together, (laughs) I guess, except for that it is, but I don't see it as shit. I see it as a golden opportunity to learn stuff. Yeah. You chose that. I think it, 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 it's a different angle. You're, you're coming at life with like a desire for a round life for a a well-rounded life. Yes. And I'm coming at it of, I want a very narrow life and I, I all these circles are being forced on me. Right. And, I'm and that's where the this comedy's coming life, from. But I don't want, like right, I'd right. rather be just obsessed with comedy only, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I, I only talk about comedy and it's so weird, but it, but having someone who doesn't only want to talk about comedy in my life yeah. has made me write things, made my act better. Yo, oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Right, so so a uh, friend of yours who doesn't want to have a baby, have kids, do whatever. <laughs> get yourself in a get yourself in a situation. You may love those it's children. One of our one of our it was one of our ladies of the week. Oh, so, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So go through it. Go through it. So yeah, we're at an hour. Okay. So shut um, it down. <laughs> 
shut it down like our uteruses are shutting it down. Right, we're wrapping it up. That's why. That's the other reason I got to do a new album is because I have that that joke about forty uh, seven year old women. You, you got to get with the yeah. eggs. Oh, I know. I want to yeah. get this joke on Conan before I turn fifty one. <laughs> Because then I'll be lying. Exactly. Right. It's hard to live the lie on stage. It's hard. It's a hard road to hope. Yeah. But let's do it again next week. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 